I certainly wasn't thinking about any of the problems that women were having, either conceiving or having pregnancies that weren't complicated by gestational diabetes or by hypertensive conditions and preeclampsia and needing medication in pregnancy and needing inductions and having more C-sections. I wasn't even thinking about that in terms of what would be possible if they changed to a plant-based diet until I understood this science and thinking, well, if we know what causes insulin resistance in someone who's not pregnant, well, then wouldn't it make sense that this same idea would be at play with gestational diabetes as well? Welcome to the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for raising your health IQ with us. This is episode 40 of season four, number 235 overall. And today on the show, we are shifting our focus to fertility. We will be talking about how food can impact a woman's chances of becoming pregnant. And to do that, we will be looking at the typical American diet, one that is high in fat, one that is high in calories, and generally less nutritious. Can all of those pizzas that are delivered to the house and the trips through the drive-thru to load up on hamburgers, can they make it harder to conceive? We'll find out. And then we'll also flip over the coin to take a look at the other side of the equation. Because if the fat and the grease can make an impact, what effect then does a healthy plant-based diet have on fertility? Well, to get those answers, we will be speaking with a woman whose career has been spent helping other women bring these little bundles of joy into the world. We will be hearing what she has learned along the way about food and fertility. And we'll also be speaking with another woman who has devoted her life to nurturing young minds. And it was her observations that made her wonder... Could food influence what's also going on in the classroom? Board-certified OBGYN Dr. Deborah Shapiro is here, along with lifelong educator Dr. Jean Schumacher to talk about their experiences and how they came together to form the Pregnancy Advantage. And then stick around because we will also be previewing a very special bonus episode of the Exam Room Podcast with the man behind What the Health. And his new smash hit documentary is taking Netflix by storm. We are going to be talking about Seaspiracy. Details on that are coming up. But first, we're talking fertility right here on the Exam Room. Today, I am lucky enough to be joined by two women who are really giving us the pregnancy advantage. So many women struggle to not only become pregnant, but to have a healthy pregnancy. And how much of that is tied to their diet and lifestyle? Well, we're going to explore that today here on the exam room as we speak with doctors Deborah Shapiro and Jean Schumacher. Welcome both to the show. It's so great to have you here. Thank Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Chuck. It's a real pleasure. And uh, Dr. Shapiro, I want to start with you because you have extensive experience as an OBGYN. And in your practice, I'm sure that it was far too common 
that you would have patients, women who struggled, as I said, right at the top to not just become pregnant, but to carry that baby to term, have a healthy pregnancy. What were some of the things that you were noticing and when did it kind of come to you that, Hey, you know, there's something going on here as far as what they're eating and and their lifestyle. Right. Well, for all of us, you know, it is this journey and at the beginning, it seems it's, it seems very extreme to think about eating a plant-based diet, but once you learn the science and you can, and you uh, educate yourself and you start doing it, you realize that it's not hard at all. And then once you are really fully immersed in what is possible, you start to look at what's happening around you in medicine in a different way. And that's what happened to me. I certainly wasn't thinking about any of the problems that women were having, either conceiving or or having pregnancies that weren't complicated by gestational diabetes or by hypertensive condi- conditions and preeclampsia and needing and needing medication in pregnancy and needing inductions and having more C sections, I wasn't even thinking about that in terms of what would be possible if you if they changed to a plant based diet until I understood this science. But once I did, even though there was no actual there wasn't anything coming from any science coming from my, that I was aware of that was coming from my college of OBGYN. I still started to make this connection and thinking, well, if, if we know what causes insulin resistance in someone who's not pregnant, well, then wouldn't it make sense that this same idea of, of, of intramyocellular lipids interfering with the, with the insulin receptors would be at play with gestational diabetes as well. And, you know, our perinatologists are very busy looking at ways to prevent life-threatening hemorrhages and how we react in the operating room to hemorrhages. But I'm trying to prevent the inductions that lead to failed inductions, prolonged obstructed labors, and a, a, and, you know, and a uterus that's no longer able to respond to you know, uterotonic um, medications like Pitocin and their own oxytocin and end up with, with hemorrhages. So it's a, you know, I was noticing that patients were getting heavier and heavier and starting out with blood pressures that were already a little high, starting out with insulin resistance and, and having, uh, you know, and having blood sugars that were elevated and needing more medication. Actually, there was just a study that came out as I was recertifying uh, as an OBGYN, as we do every year. There was a study that came out comparing early screening for gestational diabetes versus the regular screening for gestational diabetes around 26 weeks. And what was the difference if you screen them early or screen them late? None. The only difference was that more people were put on insulin. You didn't change the outcomes. So the the only way you can change the outcome is to reverse the condition that causes this problem in the first place. And that's what the pregnancy advantage, from my standpoint, was really all about. Preconception health optimization, getting to a healthier weight, which will definitely improve your fertility and prevent these other complications that go along with being heavier like the insulin resistance and the hypertension and the heart disease. And, you know, we now know that LDL cholesterol is involved in the etiology of, of preeclampsia. And these are terrifying conditions for an obstetrician and, and for the patient and for the family and for the nurses. This is a terrifying conditions that happen in the operating room. And I, I want it to end. And Jeannie, I know that uh, as a teacher, I mean, you spent so many years in in the classroom and I'm curious, what are some of the things that you noticed? I know that obviously that's a little bit different than uh, being an OBGYN, obviously, but nonetheless, you had a lot of profound observations yourself. I did. And I was very blessed to be able to do a TED talk on this. And I was so excited because 
I have to say, when you start to look at the kids, I saw such profound changes. I, I taught in the classroom for 35 years. And so when you start to see these changes, it's incredible. Health, chronic health issues. Like a third of my class would be absent for chasing variety of health issues, which when, you know, I know that as soon as kids would change their health, their diet, their lifestyle, they got better. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Duh. So, I mean, it's the food. It's the food. Once you start to change the food, you start to change your health destiny. And it is phenomenal what you start to see in the classrooms. And I had profound changes like kids that actually did change and change their food, change their health. One in particular who had severe allergies and issues with learning now is a registered dietitian helping VA who is dealing with you know, cancer, her father passed from cancer. And so she is now helping people to change their diet through lifestyle changes, specifically through a whole food plant-based diet. So she changed. That's what now she is doing to help others to either prevent cancer or to survive cancer with whole food plant-based living. So it is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal when you see these changes and you see what happens with the kids like acne. Oh my God. I'd seen kids walking in like pizza face, you know, and poof, they went plant-based and it cleared up. That's no, every, I mean. every teenager's worst nightmare is, you know, walking yeah. in there and, and just having a, a face that's full of pimples, unfortunately. Wow. And it's, it's interesting that you were talking about prolonged absences. Obviously I was not eating a healthy diet whatsoever when I was in school and it's beginning in about the seventh grade on all the way through high school, I would miss you know, a week, two weeks, sometimes as much as a month at a time, because I would just be flat out sick. It was sinus infection after sinus infection turned into bronchitis and then oftentimes strep throat as well. It was just one thing after another. And no matter what, I was chronically ill, you know, and, and it like, I barely passed. Um, it's not that I didn't have the intelligence to do it, but just on you know, the sheer fact that I wasn't there. And it, it just, it was, it was just a horrible, horrible situation. Yeah. So that's why we started, Deborah and I, we connected along the way and the two of us just resonated right away because she was seeing it from her side, you know, women having difficulty, you know, her whole practice, and I'm sure she'll share with us, was started with this woman who had uh, mercury poisoning. So she saw that from that aspect of it and I saw it in the classroom. And so when you start to see kids who change, like, like I mentioned, this one kid who came in, he would wear a hood. They weren't supposed to wear hats or hoodies or whatever in the classroom. But that, he, I felt so bad for him because he just he kept his face in the shadows because his face was so covered with acne. And once he went plant-based, it was it's a miracle, you know, that he, he, his face cleared up. It was crazy, you know. And he could tell immediately as soon as he ate something that was wrong – and he knew his face broke out. So it was it was profound. He's cause and effect. Once you start to clean your body out, your body is telling you that that this is, you know, it's it's the food. It's the food. Change the food. And uh, Dr. Shapiro, in, in your practice, how much uh, if you were to put a, a number on percentages as far as the percentage of your patients who are having complications that could be helped uh, at least somewhat by improvements with their diet, what percentage would you estimate that to be? Well, I think almost anybody who is having a problem like diabetes and hypertension and preeclampsia can be and even and even infertility, almost anyone can be helped 
with a plant-based diet. We know endometriosis, for example, can reverse. PCOS can reverse. I mean, these are major, these are major medical issues that women have that, that often present as infertility. And we know that these can be helped with a plant-based diet, just being overweight and obese. And, and actually the effects on the fetus from being overweight and obese, I know Jean was seeing it later, but I feel like it, it, it's starting when they're pregnant with the, with an embryo growing inside of them with all of this increased inflammation that's causing um, hormones to be um, uh, produced in a, in a, in, in an irregular way. And then there, and there might be genetic changes in the, in the, in the embryo and fetus as well. So, um, so malprogramming of hormones, for example, is happening when women are obese and then when they're, when they're gaining, um, and, and a large amount of weight also during pregnancy. And we know that this can even change the IQ of babies, but you were asking specifically, I mean, I think almost anyone who's having difficulty can be helped with a plant-based diet, whether they'll do it, you know, whether they want to make these kinds of changes, you know, that's, or whether even they're, they're able to, um, because of their, because of, you know, family stresses and, and just, um, uh, social pressures on them and, and, uh, you know, societal pressures is, is another question. And we have to make it easier for everyone to make these changes. Let me take a second and ask you a little bit about uh, having diabetes and being pregnant. It's so prevalent, um, not just gestational diabetes, but you look at the rate of type 2 diabetes among the adult population here in the U.S. Um, what kind of risks and complications could present for a woman who uh, has diabetes before she gets pregnant? And then how does that differ with gestational diabetes? Right. Well, if you have diabetes before you get pregnant and your blood sugars are very high, you're very high risk of fetal malformations and miscarriages. And we, I mean, any obstetrician has probably experienced this. So really the rate of the miscarriage rate is very high and, and fetal losses and not just embryonic losses, but losses later on when you're not controlled. Um, because, because high blood sugars, I mean, it's, it's, it's just an inflammatory state and it's, and it's, uh, you know, you have that lipotoxicity and um, it's, it's just very dangerous, very dangerous for a pregnancy. Um, if you can, if you can get into better control before you get pregnant, you're certainly going to be much better off. The pressures, what happens during pregnancy is that there are hormones that are created by the placenta um, that tend to raise glucose and put an extra load on the pancreas. So if you already have some insulin resistance, your, bl your blood sugar is going to be up higher because of these hormones, like human placental lactogen, for example. Um, and they make it more likely that you can develop a, a problem in pregnancy, even if you didn't have one before because it's like an, an extra stress. What happens when you have diabetes in pregnancy is we do everything possible to, to get your blood sugar in control. And the diet typically, it's so interesting because the PCRM just proved that, we, and we know from other, other uh, data, that, the, that a, a, a low-fat plant-based diet is actually better than uh, even the typical ADA diet. But everywhere that I've worked, it, the, the diabetes and education programs have always stressed a low carb diet. I'm sorry to say they always, I mean, even at, even at Kaiser where they really do promote plant-based nutrition. Um, I, I would fight with the nutritionist because they would say lentils were a carb and they had to count. <laughs> so yes. And I, I couldn't get, I couldn't change that. And so that has to happen at a much higher level. But anyway, getting, getting blood sugars into control are very, very important. Otherwise you're going to end up with a baby that's very large and a large baby is going to have trouble coming out. Not only that, but a large baby is not going to be the healthiest and can have problems later on. Of course, there's more, there's going to be more obesity 
um, later and, and tr- even trouble in the, in the delivery room with blood sugars, um, be, being out of control, uh, even hy- hypoglycemia in the opera, in the delivery room. But then later the babies are much more likely to have, um, to have problems with obesity later on and, and even heart disease. And, and moms who have diabetes are going to go on to have more problems. They're more likely to have preeclampsia and hypertensive disorders and, and then even later heart disease. I mean, it's all sort of connected, but there's, there's no why, reason why it shouldn't be connected, right? Because it's all, it all comes down to the same, inflammation, oxidative stress and dysbiosis and, and uh, lipotoxicity. It's all these four drivers of disease. And so they're all present when people are eating a, a diet that's mainly animal-based foods. And it's all not going to be present when you're eating a diet that, that's, you know, that's all about whole plant foods. No doubt. I mean, we were talking about really deadly serious complications there. And I think that that's uh, like why it's so amazing that you two have put together this incredible um, pregnancy advantage fertility summit, uh, where I'm assuming that a lot of what it is that we're talking about here today uh, will be shared with women who are trying to become pregnant or may even be pregnant themselves to get this information to them, because it's just my suspicion. I can't talk for anybody else, but it is just my suspicion that the diabetes and and chronic disease like that, it's so commonplace that people may not take that as seriously as they should just because there's a better than good chance that somebody they know or themselves already has it. Right. And I mean, I didn't even talk about all the complications from diabetes that we, we know about, right? The renal disease and the eye diseases and the, and, and, and amputations. And we will, I, I mean, I, the reason I even started on this journey was because I remembered my mom who had terrible diabetes from my earliest re- memories and who died young because of complications. And and so when I got to be about the age that she that she passed away, I really I started to really reassess. And I'm really hoping that everyone who's listening takes this time. A lot of us have not been going to doctors during this pandemic, you know, really been sort of putting our our health on the back burner, just sort of getting through this past year. And maybe we haven't been shining a light on our, on ourselves in the, in our health in, in the way that we should. But now if, if people do anything, I think that they should um, get, get to a doctor and have, you know, know your numbers. And, you know, if you need to lose some weight because you've gained weight over this time, then, then, then learn the best way to do that, which is going to be a whole plant food diet. Uh, but the, 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 the pregnancy advantage summit is, is, is just going to be fantastic and very upbeat. I mean, we're not talking about, there's no horror stories. No one's talking about any horror stories about what can happen. Um, it's really the opposite. It's all, it's all stories of, 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 um, of people sort of almost a rebirth um, of their health and, and, and their, um, you know, being re- just being um, rejuvenated and, uh, and finding their vitality again. And with it, their, their ability to conceive and, and have healthy children. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Jeannie, let me ask you this. Let's talk about some of those inspiring stories. Before we started rolling, we were talking about one woman in particular who uh, will be brought up during this uh, summit. And she was trying for years and years and years and years to become pregnant. I mean, long time. I think her name was Jody. C- can you yes. tell us a little bit about her? Oh, Jody's got such an amazing story. I met Jody through the Starch Queens when Nancy Matthews and I were doing a whole program and we kind of divided the country in half and she took the, the, the West side and I took the East coast and we kind of, you know, split up into two groups to do these 10 day challenges, plant-based challenges. And we called ourselves the Starch Queens. So in tribute to Dr. McDougal. So anyway, we met Jody there and she had been trying. She tried for 13 and a half years to conceive. She had already had a baby, 
And then, you know, young. And she said, okay, I'm going to wait for a while to have my next baby. And so by the time she tried to go for the next baby, she couldn't. They tried for four years of vitro fertilization. And so, and she was told she was going to be, she was infertile now and would never get pregnant. And she tried and she, they gave up after four and a half years of in vitro fertilization. Then they, for a total of 13 and a half years, she tried to conceive and didn't until she joined our weight loss program and went plant-based, lost weight and oh, poof, magic. Ah, it's a miracle. She, she got pregnant. I mean, you know, then we've got more stories like, oh, I got to share this one. I love, love, love this one. Catherine. Oh my God. At 27, she had stage four endometriosis. Okay. And she was scheduled to go in for a hysterectomy. And I guess she was in during like a exploratory surgery. Her mom at this point, she was an only child. And her mom was like, I, I want grandchildren, <laughs> you know, hello. And she's, she's like, no mom, I'm infertile. I can't have kids. And so she took her to a nutritionist who, oh, hello, started her on a plant-based diet. And so they went in to do exploratory surgery and the doctor's like, Hey, what's going on here? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you're healing. And she's like, what? He's like, yeah, you're healing. I, I, I don't know what you're doing. She's like, well, I changed my diet. And he's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. That won't help. <laughs> yeah, it's a miracle. You know, another one. So, you know, we have all these stories about people who were having trouble or, pro- you know, issues going, you know, to get pregnant and then went plant-based and poof, magic. Yeah, there we go. Are you going to be also talking about ways to cut through a lot of the confusion that's out there? We talk about this on the show from time to time. It's like everybody is an expert if you hop on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or anybody's blog. Everybody is an expert when it comes to nutrition. And there's so much out there that when you're looking for an answer, man, it can be like trying to find a needle in a haystack and overwhelming. And sometimes, a lot of times, you may just want to throw your hands up and say, oh, forget this. So how do you... Uh, Jeannie, how do you cut through all of that clutter that's out there? Well, what we did is we've been we've been connecting with some of the top people in the country. And so we put them all together in one place. There's over 24 speakers. And I keep telling Deborah, stop it. No more. Like, no, just one more. I, one more. I just got one more. And like, no, stop it. But we've got all these amazing stories reproductive endocrinologists, chiropractors, plant-based pediatricians, internists, you know, who are practicing lifestyle medicine, world famous registered dietitians who are going to give you step-by-step guidance. I mean, they're going to help you to cut through this nonsense. So, because ultimately you're in the driver's seat and you have to be making, making these decisions so that you can have the healthiest and pregnancy, not only that, but prepare for it. I mean, honestly, God, they don't call it labor for nothing. Just saying. I mean, like, wow. Whew, that was tough. I'm not going to lie. I mean, and I did it twice. What was I thinking? Oh, wow. But I have to say, it's so profound. And it truly was. I mean, I remember laying there next to my daughter, watching her. I couldn't take my eyes off her. I mean, it was like, oh, my God, I made this. Like, this came out of me. Like, Wow. It was just so amazing to see her, like her little fingers and her, you know, and never got to catch these, you know, coming out of the chute. That was to me amazing. And, but you need to have that help because I didn't have that. And this is one of the reasons why I'm doing this is because I wish I had had this program because I was overseas. Most of my kids were born in Colombia, in Bogota, and I didn't have any help. You know, I was away from friends and family and I just needed this this would have been an amazing thing to help. So that's what we wanted to make sure that people could understand because 
There is, you're right. There is a lot of confusion out there. There's a lot of, of misinformation too, especially like when Deborah was talking about the, the low carb diet. There's some serious issues, ladies. Please, please, you, you need carbs. It's what runs your body. It's clean fuel. Please, you need to have the carbs. You got to have that. And baby, you're trying to create another human being. So you need very specific nutrients. You need to be getting them from the food. And that's what Deborah and I are teaching you. We want to teach you not only how to get ready for this pregnancy, but how to have the best possible pregnancy. And we're going to be discussing that not only in the summit, but also in the Pregnancy Advantage, the program itself. And uh, Dr. Shapiro, do you tackle the different kinds of carbs? Because carbs are all lumped together, as we talk about so frequently. A Twinkie is the same as a sweet potato in a lot of people's eyes. Do you help people distinguish between the two? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Actually, one of the things when you, we were talking before about what, what can people do? And I was thinking, I was thinking about this, you know, we always talk about meeting people where they are, which is certainly important. And I think one is to figure out really where you are in terms of what you eat and what you like to eat and how your health is. And then to think about where you want to take it. And then I'm always thinking about how can I eat food that's less processed, less refined, with less things taken away, less things added, just more more foods, more whole plant foods in their more natural state, because that's always going to be healthiest. So eating more whole plant foods, and how can you get more of them into your into your diet? So if you if you like a certain kind of instant oatmeal, I mean, could you could you tweak that a little bit and start having more uh, more you know steel cut oats and buy an instant butter, have an instant butter, eat more whole more. Um, more or less or less refined foods uh, and, and, and having more, um, well, one of the other things that we talk about in, in the pregnancy advantage, not, not only about food, but it's actually about chemicals also, because that's, and that's one, uh, one part of the program that I think is really sets us apart from other just sort of nutritional programs is that we're also talking about trying to reduce our exposure to certain types of endocrine disrupting chemicals that can affect your fertility as well. So, um, so we talk about eating organic food when you can and non GMO and staying away from glyphosate. So, and all these things have an effect and the effect on the male as well. I mean, I don't think we talked about that yet, but I don't think men, uh, men shouldn't think that this isn't for them because it absolutely is saturated fat affects, uh, affects your sperm and affects actually the, the emotional and, and mental health of your, of your baby, of your offspring. Really? Yes. Wow, it, that much I did not know. Adrenal obesity is also related, actually, to um, to autism spectrum disorder in the fetus. That that is interesting. I knew that it uh, had a lot to do with ED. I didn't know that it it went that far. That's uh, yeah. pretty pretty interesting. Um, so Wait, let's, Chuck, I just got to say, in the beginning, we first started to focus just on the woman, but shortly into the program, we realized, hey, this is also part of the male too. Because he's on this, he's got to be on this journey as well. And so, you know, if he's at home in the home and, and working together as the partner, they he needs to understand this as well and has to be on board. Well, I, I think, you know, to put it in guy terms, you know, you want the swimmers to be like Michael Phelps. And basically what you're telling me is that, you know, when you eat a plant-based diet, that's how you get that Olympic level swimming. <laughs> and reduce, and reduce uh, radiation exposure. You know, get those keys and phone out of your pocket. I mean, and get the laptop off your lap and get out of the, get out of the hot tubs. I mean, all of these things are important. So we talk about all of it. And of course, you know, when you're talking about vitamins and minerals and, and looking at specific kinds of nutrients, you know, we're, we're looking at all of that and we're blessed to have people People. We had Brenda Davis on the show. We had your, we had Susan Levin on the mm -hmm. show. And, um, and so, Neil. and Neil, of course, oh my yes. God. 
Dr. Clapper. We've, we've had some wonderful people. If people watch the summit, they will feel very, very comfortable. Well, let's very comfortable. We have pediatricians, we have endocrinologists, we have in, infertility specialists. I think we've got people covered. It's going to be wonderful. Very exciting to help the next generation be healthier from, from day one, from T minus nine months. No or question more. about it. No question about it. Let me ask you as a doctor, when you're talking about exposure to toxins, let's stick specifically to food here for a minute. And you're talking about the organic versus um, traditional. And what if there is a, an obstacle um, that would prevent somebody from purchasing organic food, whether it be just lack of availability or the price is, is a big issue for them as well. Um, what advice would you have for somebody who might find themselves in that situation? This is, this is tough because in this country, bad food is subsidized and healthy food is often not. So things have to switch. And I know that PCRM is really working on that um, with the Department of Agriculture and Mr. Vilsack and all of that to really to really switch this up. But it has to in the future. It just has to if we're all going to survive. But in the meantime, we are lucky enough to have the Environmental Working Group, EWG.org, and they have their Dirty Dozen and Clean 15 list that come out every year. This is a list of the produce that is the most heavily covered in pesticides and herbicides and the, and the list of the ones that, that are least heavily covered. And so I think if people have an, have an option and can afford organic with some of the ones, especially the ones that, that are the most heavily covered with toxins, I, I would, I would encourage people to do that. But on the other hand, you know, if anything, we don't want to discourage anyone from stuffing their face with lots of vegetables and fruits. So uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it is hard for people and, Again, we're going to meet people where they are, but there might be switch, there might be easy switches that they can make where they, where they do decide to buy organic with certain produce and which seem to be a little more. And there are also things that people can do with produce that's, that's covered in, in terms of washing them very, very well, uh, to, re, to remove the toxins. And the same with arsenic and rice, right? I mean, right. if they like rice, they can still eat rice. Um, although we might ask them to, to switch it up and try, you know, brown rice or black rice or, or even other, other whole grains. Uh, but, you might want to soak it first to remove the arsenic or buy certain kinds that might have lower, lower levels of arsenic. Thank you know, there's so much to think about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and that's a great point is I think for somebody, the lay person who is just getting uh, indoctrinated into all of this, doesn't know anything about it, but is, is coming to the summit and wants to learn. It's so much information because you're, you're covering uh, not just the dietary aspect, but now the toxic aspect of it as well, um, environmental toxins. So how do you get this information to a person and and make it not such an overwhelming prospect? Because you, you, we really are kind of talking about wholesale changes here, Jeannie. Well, that's where I come in because I'm the educator. Deborah is the medical person. I'm the educator. So what I've done is I've created, I've used all the skills that I've, you know, garnered as a teacher throughout. And I put it together in the Pregnancy Advantage, the program itself. So we have a learning management system platform. So all the information is there. We have a support group where, it, you know, we have a, a private group that we share and talk and connect. But then we also meet once a week to discuss what are the, you know, where are you in your journey? And so how can we best help you if you have questions? Because you're going to have questions. And so Deborah and I are here from several different levels of being able to put our experience together in terms of over 10 years of, uh, you know, plant-based understanding, education, research. Oh, my God, that's all I do is read. She and Deborah, too. I mean, we're like vers forsacious. I mean, we can't stop learning 
about this and all the practical tips, you know, like what cookware do I use? What kind of glass, you know, what kind of storage jars and, and how should I hit my kitchen and, and, you know, pots, you know, instant pot. Oh my God. Game changer right there. (laughs) But, but it's all just learning these tips. Like how do I work this into a new lifestyle? You know, because there's a lot to learn and how to batch cook. I call it shop, chop prep. You know, so we cover all of this aspects in the pregnancy advantage, but in the Pregnancy Advantage Summit, the Fertility Summit, <clears throat> we're talking to with some of the top people in the country, people that have been raising their children like Stefan Esser. Oh, my God. His his grandfather ran Esser Ranch in Florida, already promoting, you know, through the National Health Association, promoting a whole food plant based SOS, salt, oil, sugar free diet lifestyle since 1948. He was raised this way. He's third generation being raised whole food plant-based. And then he's raising his kids that way as well. And not only did he become a medical doctor, but at the same time, he was like double world's champion or something like in tennis, like like ridiculous. I mean, like on the court, practicing as an athlete. And oh, by the way, he became a doctor too. So, I mean, like incredible stories of people like that who are raising their children, you know, like Joanna Frey down in the back to the garden in Puerto Rico. Oh my gosh. She's raising her kids plant-based and just they're, they're thriving. And, and she just had a pregnancy and her baby's now about seven months. Incredible stories. I mean, how wonderfully healthy their kids are. And, you know, Kim Campbell, who's uh, her cookbooks, my gosh, are to mm-hmm. me are some of the best out there. I mean, I, and I think I own them all. My husband's going to consider intervention at some point because I keep collecting <laughs> cookbooks. And, you know, he's like, stop. No, we have no more room in the house. Please stop. But she has some of the best cookbooks and she raised, for the most part, her kids plant-based all the way. And, you know, incredible. And they're healthy and thriving and, you know, just incredible stories. So we're very blessed to be able to connect with so many amazing people to hear what they're doing, share stories, you know, inspiration without question. So. I want to leave the listeners and the viewers, the exam roomies, as I call them, um, I want to leave them with some practical tips. And so if somebody is watching this right now and they are trying to become pregnant right now and they're thinking, well, I'm, I'm more of a gradual person. I'm not an overnight person to make these kinds of changes. If you were to give them a list of a few foods that they should go out and purchase right now, uh, Jeannie, let's start with you. Which are the ones that you think you would recommend first? Without question, dark green leafies. That's high in my book right there. Every day we encourage the the ladies to start with a smoothie that is going to be jam packed with phytonutrients and things like chia, ground chia seeds and things to help provide fiber and bulk. You're going to need fiber. Just saying you're going to need that fiber getting through and to help promote, you got to heal your gut biome. That's one of the first places on so many different levels. And this is going to help provide the nutrients, the fiber that your gut biome desperately needs. So that's the first thing is the dark green leafy. So many healing properties and so many things. And even myself, I've done several videos with Dr. David Deneyev. He's done several studies on these smoothies, what he calls the life smoothie. And basically just a lot of greens, you know, antioxidants, blueberries, banana, you know, chia seed, ground chia seeds, things like that in the smoothie. And it's made huge changes for me personally, myself as well. But so that's why we recommend it for our, for our mamas, our future mamas. So one of the first things. You know, there's another reason for that as well, actually. And that is about folate. 
So we all know that folic acid is one of those nutrients that's very so important for the neural tube, the baby's brain and, and spinal cord development. And very interesting study that came out, oh, probably last year or the year before, was actually noticing that at the same time there was going to be there's this boom on these low carb diets and everyone was just, and I still see patients that are saying, oh, I just eat protein. And of course they mean animal protein and I'm trying to stay away from carbs. Um, so these low carb diet, this low carb diet fade, um, fad or craze um, was actually causing a 30% increase in neural tube defects, including, including anencephaly where the brain doesn't even form well. Can you imagine? I mean, this is, this is, this is a perfect example of how what you're eating will have a direct effect on the health of your child. So yes, green leafy vegetables, because they're a huge, you know, folate comes from foliage and that's what, that's what plants are. So eat, eat your foliage. And the other thing I think is so important is that because so many women are having trouble with their thyroid glands is to make sure that you're getting enough iodine. You need 150 micrograms of iodine before you get pregnant. And you will, you cannot have a, a, a really well functioning thyroid without enough iodine because the thyroid hormones, you know, T4 has three molecules of, of iodine and T or T4 has four and T3 has three. So you need enough iodine. So where can you get, and you need more when you're pregnant. You need 220 micrograms when you're pregnant and 290 milligrams when you're breastfeeding. So you need to think about iodine. And we get iodine, a lot of people get iodine from seafood, which we don't recommend because it's so polluted now. And if you haven't seen Seaspiracy, you can see Seaspiracy. But we also get iodine from dairy products, which people don't really think about that often. But the, the, the cows are fort- the cow's food is fortified with iodine. And also they wash the, the mechanism for, 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 uh, for milking the cows. They, they wash their teats with, with the iodine-based soap, like betadine, like you, we, we'd wash before surgery. And they also clean all of the, the drums and the tubing and all of that is cleaned with iodine. So we get with an iodine-based soap. So we get iodine that way. But if you're not going to be having dairy, which I definitely recommend getting off of cow's milk because it's not good for us, um, then you need to think about where you're going to get your iodine. And we get it from sea vegetables or from your prenatal vitamins or from iodized salt. So if you can have a little bit of salt, then three quarters, half to three quarters of a teaspoon of iodized salt will give you the 150 micrograms. Uh, your prenatal vitamins, if you're going to start on a prenatal, which we do recommend, um, then look for a prenatal that has the 150 micrograms of iodine. And don't mess around with that. Um, also sea vegetables like uh, like nori um, and you know but some of them have too much so you have to be careful but we're going to be discussing it and that is why you are truly doing just such important work and I cannot thank you both enough for being here today and offering not just information but a lot of hope and inspiration as well there's so many women out there who are struggling with this and as you brought up men as well and I think that this summit that begins on June 6th the Pregnancy Advantage Fertility Summit is really going to be so powerful for so many people And it's just been a real treat to have you both here today. It's been wonderful to be able to speak with you. Thank you so much, Chuck. Thanks for having us. If you are more of a visual learner and you would like to watch that interview, you can head over to the Physicians Committee's Facebook page and YouTube channel. And a link to sign up for the Pregnancy Advantage Fertility Summit can be found in the episode notes. A reminder now that the views and opinions expressed by the guests on the Exam Room podcast do not necessarily reflect the official positions or policies of the Physicians Committee. Now, coming up later this week over on Facebook and YouTube, we will be continuing our conversation about kids and nutrition, and this time focusing more on how to raise a vegan kid. I will be speaking with the masterminds behind Plant Based Juniors. 
Alex Kasparo and Whitney English. Both of them dietitians. Both of them mothers of young children. And they are absolutely amazing and fantastic. And they are the authors of the new book, The Plant-Based Baby and Toddler. So very excited about that episode that is coming out on Friday. So please head over to the Physicians Committee's YouTube channel to subscribe and click over to the Physicians Committee's Facebook page to like it there. And then set your calendars for a fun Friday with Alex and Whitney. But before any of that, my goodness gracious, do we ever have a big bonus episode for you? Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. It's an interesting psychological question. Is that I think people want to believe it. Oh, it's got a dolphin safe fluid. I don't want to ask any more questions. It's got the label. I can eat my tuna. No one really wants to know that it doesn't mean anything. They truly want to really believe like, oh, this does help. And so it's really disheartening for people when they find out it, it doesn't. And it's really just kind of like these other films that we make. It's just no one really asks these hard, difficult questions. And you can tell by the people who answer them, they've never been asked them because they're just shocked. They don't even know how to answer. I recently had the opportunity to sit down with Kip Anderson, the man behind the smash documentaries, What the Health and Cowspiracy. And now with his latest film, Kip is poking holes in another major health plot, one that begins on the high seas and ends on your dining room table. The film is Seaspiracy. And Kip joined me along with Dr. Neil Barnard for a powerful conversation all about the dangers and slick diversions of the fishing industry talking about the alleged cover-ups that lead to bogus marketing claims that are designed to make shoppers feel like they're actually doing good and protecting our resources on the water and the fish who call those waters home. But with the wool being pulled so far over the consumer's eyes, most of us have no idea that the truth about those supposed feel-good claims is actually quite depressing. That is... Until now. A special Seaspiracy bonus episode is coming Wednesday to the Exam Room podcast. We will be taking you behind the scenes of this groundbreaking documentary. So please, if you have not already done so, head over to Apple Podcast or Spotify, wherever you get your favorite shows, and subscribe to the Exam Room Podcast by the Physicians Committee. And when you do that, please also leave a five-star rating. And because this bonus episode is so big and so powerful, please also tell a friend. And for today, that's going to do it. I want to say thank you one more time to Dr. Deborah Shapiro and Jean Schumacher. And for everyone here at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, as always, keep it plant-based. <laughs>